What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. I'm Dan Casper, as always, and we are recapping the Packers win over the Chicago Bears. Our good friend Justice Cleveland will be joining us here in just a few minutes, but let's get right to it. There's a lot of things to digest, to assess, to analyze, whatever word we want to use to recap, to talk about this Packers game, this Packers victory over the Chicago Bears. First, I want to start the the pressure. Now, you kind of wonder if it wasn't Justin Fields in his mobility and his, you know, ability to escape and and make some positive yardage out of, uh, you know, using. I mean, the dude led the team in rushing. Justin Fields did. Nine carries for 59 yards. And you kind of have to wonder if it was a non-mobile quarterback there, how many sacks Green Bay would have had. They ended up with four total. But, man, there was a few of them. I think we can all picture at least maybe one or two instances where Green Bay missed out on a couple of sacks because Justin Fields was just a little wiggling, was was able to escape from from certain pressures and such. So, you know, maybe seven sacks. I don't know what, what that number would have been like. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, I – I got to give it up to to the defensive line, to the pressure up there. I mean, Devontae Wyatt had himself a game. Mr. Brooks, the rookie, uh, collecting his first career sack. I, you know, it kind of gets overshadowed, I think, a little bit because it, it happened so early in the game, and and maybe there wasn't, uh, you know, a lot of other plays after that. But Lucas Van Ness's sack on Justin Fields. I don't want that to kind of get lost in the shuffle. A man. That size, and I think that's a big reason why Green Bay drafted Lucas Van Ness. Now, there's, you know, there's everything's got statistics and you know numbers and scoring systems and and all that when it comes to like assessing talent. I mean, we talk about it a lot in baseball and such, but there's a thing called the RAS in in, in football and such, and there's always like a theory that Green Bay's got certain numbers they look at, and it's like you know three cone drills and and all that sort of stuff rates your athletic scores and whatever but Lucas Van Ness with his size and his speed and and the sack that he had on Justin Fields it may look like a a typical sort of thing you know so I was talking to a buddy of mine and he's like you know a lot of people probably just are going to assume that's that's a typical normal you know nothing great about about that play but factoring in Justin Fields and and how electric he can be with his legs and his size, and then Lucas Van Ness with his size and such, that's a great play, and I completely agree. I don't want that to kind of get overshadowed because that was a heck of a play by the rookie in his first game. So you had him with a sack. You had Devontae Wyatt with a sack and a half. We mentioned Brooks on there too. So constant pressure, and Matt LaFleur talked about it after the game. You know, he said one of the things that, uh, you know, that. If it wasn't for the pressure that they put on Justin Fields and, and the Bears, maybe they're not in the situation right now or in the situation with you know a W, a win. So overall, I thought it was pretty darn good. Pretty darn good going up, uh, going up against Fields and, and having that pressure against him. Packers overall, I mean, Bears did carry or rush for 122 yards, but... Again, Fields was the leading rusher with 59. Herbert had 27. Johnson had 20. Foreman had 16 yards. 
So, I mean, you take fields, and I know you can't, but you take fields out of the equation, and Green Bay holding their running backs to under 100 yards rushing. So, overall, I thought the defense was solid. Yeah, was there some miscues and some misplays here and there? Absolutely, 100%. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. But overall, I liked it. And the one thing that really stood out to me, too, when it came to this defense was everybody was going after the ball. On, on defense, the gang tackling, right? That that to me was something that really kind of stood out. And that was something that, you know, was kind of displayed in in uh in, in the preseason and such, but you know, it's it's preseason and and you know, guys are, you know, putting on an extra gear to maybe make the team, but yeah, everybody going after the ball on on defense. Gang tackling. I thought that really kind of stood out to me in that game, in that defensive performance yesterday. Even the tackling from Darnell Savage, from Rasul Douglas, this team blowing up the wide receiver screens. I mean, they were reading and reacting. They were going at it. They were being aggressive. Loved it. I loved it. Hopefully that's something that they can keep up. Again, not everything was perfect. There was a couple bad angles. You know, I know Rudy Ford had a cup, uh, one or two of them out there, but uh, nonetheless, overall, I think you got to be pleased with the first game of the season from what you saw from from the defense. Quay Walker, I mean, maybe put that guy at tight end or or tailback or something like that. I mean, guy looked pretty natural carrying the ball and making some plays with that, bulldozing over a defender and such. Now, hopefully, he's okay. I know uh, he. Was evaluated for a concussion and was taken off uh, the field after that. So, obviously, that's not a good sign and such. So, hopefully, he, he'll be okay and be able to make a quick recovery there. But uh, what a play by, by Quay Walker. And if you were listening to our uh, pregame show that we just kicked off this past uh, Sunday, yesterday, that was kind of what that was my guy for who I picked that had to have a game. That Quay Walker had to have a game. Well, you get a pick six out there. I would say that's the definition of having a darn game. So good to see that overall defense. If I had to grade it, if I had to grade the defense, I'd probably go B plus, A minus, somewhere around there. B plus, A minus. Still some things to work on, but it is just one week. And hopefully this is the trend towards a pretty darn solid unit. A pretty darn solid unit overall. And I thought... To start the game, holding the Bears, you know, third and one, and then they go for it on fourth and inches, fourth and less than one, and stopping them. What a big boost of confidence right away to to start that game. So, offensively, well, it starts with number ten, right, Jordan Love. It was kind of reminiscent, I thought, a little bit of of some of his preseason games. Where, yep, and, you know, they got the touchdown right away on on that uh, on that drive. Then it kind of slowed down a little bit. Then they got the field goal right before half, and then the second half they they come out humming. And the big thing was just getting Aaron Jones the flipping ball. You know, I'm glad Matt Lafleur kind of acknowledged it at halftime, and if you were watching the telecast and such, and. Apparently he yeah he he admitted to Aaron Andrews like yeah we 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 gotta get Aaron Jones more involved so I'm not sure what uh, what the dealio was there 
But, you know, Love started off hot with that first drive. It kind of slowed down there. It was really reminiscent of, of some of those preseason games. But the big thing is, like, so composed, not panicky, looked comfortable. Jordan Love did. Looked calm, looked cool, looked collected. Yeah, we can look at the stat lines. We can look at the quarterback rating of a 123.2. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. The guy just looked like he belonged. He didn't panic. He didn't, you know, make any big mistakes. Yeah, the sack, he probably should have gotten rid of the ball there. But overall, I think you got to be impressed. And you got to give a pretty high grade to Jordan Love, don't you? Was it perfect? No, it wasn't perfect, but it was pretty darn good. Absolutely. Will this be the Jordan Love for every single game? Probably not. Odds are probably not, but ideally, yeah. I mean, obviously, we, if you're a Packers fan, you want this to, to be every single game, but you got to be impressed with what you saw from Jordan Love. You know, the two things that the two plays, all right, before I get to the two plays, but I thought Greg Olson, again, Greg Olson, displayed why, to me, he is the best color commentator on television for these football games. But as he's noted multiple times, the numbers that stand out for, for Jordan Love, his third down numbers. Again, this is a young quarterback making his second career start, but all the talk in the offseason, replacing the legend. Packers maybe going you know down the tanks. All that talk, and yet Jordan Love, his third down numbers, his red zone offense, his third down conversions, fantastic. Third and fourth down, 8 for 10, 141 yards, two touchdowns, a QB rating, passer rating, excuse me, perfect, 158.3. To have those numbers on third down, fourth down even too, fantastic. That just shows composure. That shows this guy isn't isn't too uh you know, he isn't uh doesn't shy away from the limelight, embraces it. Excelled in it at least for, for one game. So I mean I don't know what else we could say about Jordan Love that hasn't already been set. But that was a fantastic game and hopefully you know it's it's a it's something that we'll continue to see. I'm sure we'll have some down games from Jordan Love at some point. Not every good quarterback, every quarterback has it, but man, to to go into Chicago and perform the way that he did was fantastic. But the two plays that that really stood out to me with that kind of composure and that calm, cool collectiveness was the throwback to, to Aaron Jones. I mean, it kind of reminded me you know, maybe when you're a kid, depending on your age, when you're playing basketball and you're doing the fadeaway and you're yelling Kobe or or Jordan or anything like that, it almost looked like a fadeaway jump shot. But to, you know, turn your back and kind of do that jump back and throw it all the way to, to Aaron Jones and make a perfect throw to him, and then Aaron Jones and the blockers doing the rest, that stood out to me for a younger quarterback, an inexperienced quarterback, because that's, I mean, that's, may look easy on on the television, but I guarantee you to actually do that probably was you know a little nerve wracking and such. But then the fumble, the fumbled snap, pick it up, 
Calm, cool collective finds finds Musgrave wide open down the side. Now, I think I was like Greg Olson. I'm like, oh god, that guy ain't gonna catch it. He's gonna get his his feet are tangled up and such, and it's just gonna be one of those like, oh no. So at least he did catch it. But for Jordan Love to pick up that fumble and still continue to look down the field and make that play. And then how about that throw to Romeo Dobbs? I mean, already trusting your wide receivers to throw, make throws like that. And for Romeo to to make that catch. Mwah! Chef's kiss, right? Beautiful. Beautiful. And I mentioned in the opener, don't forget about Anders Carlson. I said it many times in the preseason, and I think a lot of you were the same exact way. Same exact way. We're going to be nervous about the kicking situation. Every extra point, every field goal, it's going to be nerve-wracking. You're going to be holding on to, to the edge of your seat. You're going to be chewing your fingernails. You're going to be cussing. Whatever. Anders was perfect, including a 52-yard field goal before the half, down the middle, 5 for 5 on extra points. I mean, those kicks weren't even close. They were in. I know it's just one game, but come on. I, I, I'm going to give a tip of the cap to, to the rookie kicker, Anders Carlson. Heck, even Daniel Whalen, the punter, showing some of the hang time, pinning it down to the 10 for for those rookie kickers, first game, passing with flying colors. Shout out, because I know a lot of times we don't talk about the kicking game unless something bad is happening. And something's, you know, that's what we were doing all preseason, right? All training camp, talking about, oh, God, the kicking game's going to stink this year. Didn't hear a word about it during the game because the guy did his job. So, fantastic from Anders Carlson. Hopefully, those yips, the struggles in practice, kind of behind him. And, I mean, you you think about it, too. Yeah, he had the the first preseason game, he missed a couple kicks. But after that, you know, it was kind of like, oh, well, he's struggling in practice. But when it gets to the games, he's like, pretty darn solid. So, and I think, too, another thing that really stood out to me was, you know, for all the talk about the offense, is it going to be different? Is it going to change? You know, is it going to be more of a Matt LaFleur-style offense? We saw glimpses of that in this game. We saw a lot of motion, pre-snap motion. We saw a lot of that. I would say more so. And it's not to say we didn't see that in Aaron Rodgers' tenure, but we know. He's said it before. It's widely known. Aaron Rodgers is not a big fan of motion. Receivers going in motion. Just was never a fan of that. Peyton Manning with with the Colts offense, they never did that too. Aaron talked about that in the past. You know, liking that a similar style offense like that likes to read the defense and kind of adjust that way and do things that way. Lafleur, growing up under the Shanahan system, a lot of motion misdirection, creating, trying to create mismatches, that sort of thing. I think we saw that a little bit more, and I know it's just one game, but, and it's not to say again, that they didn't never did that with Aaron, because obviously there was a little bit of a compromise and things, but I think 
we're going to continue to see more of that stuff to make things a little bit easier for, for Jordan Love. Seeing, you know, attacking the middle of the field a little bit more too. But that thing, that really kind of stood out to me too. Is like, yep, there's seems to be, at least in this game, a little bit more motion. A little bit more, you know, guy, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, whatever they may be. And I think that's going to be a trend that you're going to continue to see throughout the rest of this regular season. Uh, good to hear from Mr. Jake here this morning. That old line was fantastic. The D-line looked energized. The entire game, hats flying to the ball on every play. There's something about this young, cohesive group. So pumped for the rest of the year. Jake, you're exactly right about that offensive line, and I kind of feel bad for not even mentioning them in, in the first part because you're right. Matt LaFleur, again, uh, acknowledged that after the game, too. said if it wasn't for you know putting pressure on Justin Fields and protecting Jordan Love, they're probably you know maybe – don't come away with with a victory in that game, and again, offensive line just doing their thing, and and maybe doesn't you know get a lot of the 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 attention the limelight because well, they're just going up there and and doing what they do best. Dave Bakhtiari for not practicing since what was it uh, August thirtieth? He looks pretty good, uh, but he didn't hear a lot of those guys' names called right. He didn't really hear it. So fantastic, Jake. You're you're absolutely right about the offensive line. Uh, Brian also on the video stream. Studs, Aaron Jones, rookie and second-year defensive players. Walker, Wyatt, Van Ness, Duds, the Badger defense. Josh on the texting line. What set out for me was Jaden Reed and the defense. Got a little nervous there with Jaden Reed when uh, when Love threw that jump ball down there and Jaden Reed kind of grabbing you know, his, his ankle or knee or, or lower leg there and then having being helped off the field. It's like, oh, no. But it was just cramps, which, whew, it looked worse, right? I mean, just the reaction from Reed because it looked like he was kind of, you know, in a lot of pain on the field and being helped off. But he was on the field on that onside kick. He was the one who grabbed it. So looks like they dodged a bullet with Jaden Reed. And, and hopefully the same could be said about Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones did say after the game that he could have played. He could have went back in there, but... Uh, Based off what the score was like and how everything was going, that uh, was more pre- uh, caution. He actually did thank uh, Matt Lafleur for always looking out, you know, for them and in, in their in the best interest. So, hopefully, hopefully, there. I know Matt Lafleur also said after the game that they're hoping it was just cramps with uh, with Aaron Jones, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see Aaron Jones practice this week, or they're or very limited if if that at all. So, hopefully, he's okay because. He showed just how much he he's a catalyst for this offense. He's the one that gets it going. He's the heart and soul that I mean Romeo Dobbs mentioned it after the game, you know, talking about Aaron Jones' you know, leadership and uh the energizer and how he got it going and such. I mean, they, they need thirty three on that field for for this season. No doubt about it. Uh Dustin going that sack by Van Ness, you're right. Mentioned it uh little bit earlier i hope nobody kind of you know over there was a lot of good plays and a lot of positivity from the game so some of them are aren't maybe getting a lot of attention but that was a sweet sack by by lucas van ness there uh to track down justin fields and and come away with that sack for for the rookie two rookies getting sacks there with with carl brooks getting one there too Devontae wyatt 
one and a half sacks. Devontae Wyatt had himself a game too. Two tackles for loss, a couple of quarterback hits. Devontae Wyatt. You know, we were talking about him and he looked good in preseason, looked good in training camp, and this was a guy that had to jump up and make and take a leap this year in his second year. Didn't have a lot of playing time last year. So he had to come in and, you know, a lot of expectations to 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 make that jump this year and when you look at his line, three tackles, one and a half sacks, two tackles for loss, and then two quarterback hits. Then he was in on that uh, forced fumble uh, with with uh, Kenny Clark. Dang good game for for Devontae Wyatt. Dang good game for for Devontae Wyatt. Living a dream, Jeff. Good morning, Dan. I was impressed with Love. He spread the ball around with uh, more with no trust issues. Uh, defensive front was awesome. Only concern is forward, bad angles, and he has to wrap up when tackling, especially at safety position. All in all, Bears still suck. Go, Pack, go. Big Worm, one thing that really stuck out to me uh, in the game was our defense. They came out with a little chip and arrogance on their shoulders. Haven't seen that in a while. I love it. So it seems like the majority of you, the thing that uh, really stood out to, to the majority of you, was the defense was was the defense standing up and again i i I agree with all of you i agree with all of you so far and what uh, what really kind of stood out and and some of the positives in this situation defense just flying around everybody was gravitating towards the ball whoever had the ball it was like not just one tackler a lot of times going over there and i go back to those blowing up those those wide receiver screens, Darnell Savage, Alexander, Rasul Douglas, blowing those plays up. Aggressive. Hopefully, hopefully this is something that they can continue for 16 games, 16 more games this season. And I don't know if it's made a difference or, or not. It's just one game. You know, not, not a whole lot to, to go off of here, but, you know, Joe Barry moving up into booth. Maybe it was a subtle change like that where he can, you know, see the whole field. And I heard Mike Patton say this one time, too, when he was with Green Bay, you know, being up in the booth. And, and he made the comment about, you know, now he's got, like, all of his sheets or papers in front of him. And Joe Barry said the same thing, like, a couple weeks ago. I don't know if that's, you know, common theme or anything like that. But maybe it's a small little adjustment like that that will help improve this defense. Maybe, possibly. I don't know. But... They just, yeah, I agree with a lot of you. They looked a little bit more aggressive. They looked a little bit more, you know, just they looked better. <laughs> and just hopefully they can continue to do that for, for the rest of the season. And you look at, you know, spreading the ball around here too. No Christian Watson. So, and then Romeo Dobbs, it sounded like he was going to be on a pitch count. I don't know how much of that uh, actually worked out there towards the end. And um, But he... Grabbed a couple touchdown passes there, but Romeo Dobbs, four catches for 26 yards. Jane Reed, two catches for 48 yards. Luke Musgrave, three catches for 50. Aaron Jones, two catches for, for 86. A.J. Dillon had a couple catches. Smartori had uh, a couple of catches as well. Uh, Dontavian Wicks, two targets, no catches. Malik Keith, one target, no catches. So even with no Christian Watson, and I mean, Green Bay only threw the ball 27 times. Still able to put up 31 points on offense. Another one coming from from the defense. Not bad. Winning the turnover battle. Plus two. Plus two in the turnover battle. Over 
Overall, what would you grade this game for for Green Bay? B plus, or is that that too low? Would you go A minus? B plus too high? I'm I'm kind of at a B plus right now. Maybe that is a little bit too hard. I don't know, but man, it felt good, right? It felt good, and maybe it's just because I don't know, like. Talking about it all off season, talking about it in preseason and training camp, your expectations for, for this for this ball club, and you know everybody was kind of of varying degrees and and all that, and you know I know we talked about it at length, like going into this season, the excitement level was a different type of excitement and 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 that sort of stuff, and maybe it was just because you had a little bit lower expectations heading into it or you didn't know what to really expect from this team to go in there and 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 beat the bears in chicago 38 to 20 man was i pumped i was in such a good mood watching that game last night victory scotching it up in the man cave it was just good and i don't know how many of these moments we're gonna have throughout this entire season it might be an up and down thing it might be up and down on offense considering there's a lot of youngsters uh, at at the skill position players so i'm going to enjoy every w that we get and last night that was a fantastic w i don't know how many more we're going to get but man was i pumped and kind of going back to to jake too that young cohesiveness from this group that's got him excited we were talking about that too. Is like, and we mentioned it a couple times in training camp and preseason. What's got me excited is to see Jordan Love grow with these young guys, like a Musgrave. You know, Musgrave's going to get better. He's going to get better, right? He missed, uh, you know, kind of maybe got caught up with his feet and such when he, when you know Jordan Love missed him, overthrew him a little bit. But as Greg Olson kind of pointed out, Luke Musgraves. You know, got to do a better job, maybe going up higher and such. And then, you know, the wide open catch there where his feet get tangled. Musgrave's going to get better. He's going to get better. He's going to learn from that. Okay? More experience, he's going to get better. Jordan Love's going to continue to grow, I feel like. These younger wide receivers, they're going to continue to grow and get better too. These guys are going to do it all together. And that, again, to, to kind of feed off what uh, Jake said in our video stream, that's the exciting part. This young cohesive group growing together and playing and logging these snaps all together. It's man, it was a lot of fun yesterday. And I think that team, that team, that that win, I think it did a lot to you know, they they talked about it after the game. Hey, nobody kind of gave us a shot. And I know it's an overplayed thing in sports. Nobody gave us a shot. Nobody believed in us. Really, there wasn't a lot of people that thought too much of Green Bay, and there's probably still going to be up in the air. But I think that game, and and hopefully a game like that from from yesterday, just kind of gives that confidence to this team. Like, hey, we believed, or we thought we could be a good team, and and having a game like that maybe kind of boosts up that confidence a little bit more, or solidifies that confidence that they had. Let's take a quick break, and let's bring in our good friend. Justice Cleveland after these quick words. 
Get ready to rev up your driving experience at Toys and Ford, your ultimate destination for top-notch vehicles and exceptional service. Whether you're in the market for a sleek new car, a rugged truck, or a versatile SUV, Toys and Ford has the ride that suits your style and needs. Toys and Ford's commitment to quality and customer satisfaction is unmatched. Experience the thrill of driving a Ford, backed by their dedicated team's expertise. Don't miss out on the best in automotive excellence. Visit Toys and Ford today or explore the their inventory at toysandford.com. Hey there, smart shoppers. Get ready to experience the ultimate grocery adventure at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. From fresh produce to gourmet delights, Hy-Vee is your go-to destination for quality and variety. Explore their aisles brimming with everything you need. Whether it's a family feast or a quick snack, they've got you covered. Every aisle is an adventure in good taste. And if you need a cold beverage afterwards, stop by the bar at Wahlburgers to quench that thirst. Shop smart, shop happy, shop Hy-Vee. Elevate your shopping game at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire today. We're back with our good friend, Justice Cleveland Sports Director Extraordinaire, and we're recapping the Packers' win against the Chicago Bears. Justice, what were one of the main things that really stood out to you? Well, one of the things I was thinking while watching the game was just the different, I know this might be a broad thing, but the different energy it is watching this team Mm -hmm. compared to what it's been for the last 20 years, 25, 30 years, is that as much as Jordan Love was a storyline, He's not the team. That, Whereas it's been before, it's yeah. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Packers. Yep. This was as much, it was fun because it's the whole team and that whole team's young. It's almost similar to the Brewers with how many young guys they keep bringing up. Every time something would happen with the Packers, you're like, oh, that's another young guy. Mm-hmm. And how poised everybody who was young looked. Yeah. Reed yep. looked poised. Van Ness, that one play where he... The sack, I you know, I mentioned a buddy of mine told me he's like a lot of people are probably just going to assume that's a that's a normal play. No, no, not when what, you factor in its fields. The fastest, yeah. it may, arguably the fastest quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, could not turn the corner mm-hmm. against Van, and, and that's one of those right there where you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's something we haven't seen from Packers interior linemen like that being able to chase down a quarterback and get the sack. Right. You might be able to chase him around the corner, right? But man, in, and they did such a good job. Of containing fields, he had some. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get his. Yep. Especially when you know that pocket in the middle comes up, and then the middle of the field's open. But right. the pursuit was great, mm-hmm. and even clogging it up to a little where it was never he never was gonna break one for forty yards. It was. I, I was impressed by. That. I mean, you can go defense mm-hmm. against Justin Fields. Special teams wise, I loved the energy coming uh-huh. from the special teams. Heck, Anders Carlson, give him. a yeah, you know, for as much we were going to be nervous, and I was one of those that was going to be nervous with every single kick. Dude hits a fifty-two yarder, and he's perfect from extra point. And there was like not even a kick that was like, "Ooh, he just barely no. got it in there." Yeah, the only and, cringy thing about that field goal was the fact that I think Green Bay forgot the clock yeah, was running. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sitting there watching the play clock in the in the game clock, and I'm like, "Yeah, what are they doing? Are they watching the play clock instead of the game clock right. or something like that?" Like, why would you intentionally run the clock down to four seconds, right, to kick a fifty-two yard field goal when there was what 24, 25 left? Yeah, you, yeah, something yeah. happened there. I think that's where you with a young team, mm-hmm. maybe a little hiccup, but yep. that's also on Matt Lafleur, right? Like yep. that's a uh, Mike McCarthy levels of clock mismanagement at the end of a half, right yep. there. So, yep. but there weren't that many hiccups like that. Mm-hmm. You had the Ford getting the personal foul, yep. which was like, oh, great, the Packers are back in midseason form for mm-hmm. pushing somebody after the pile. 
I loved Greg Olson's comment too. He's like, "Yeah, that's just frustration because he got bulldozed." He over did. Oh, that's yeah. exactly what it was. Like, I don't know what he was trying to prove by right. doing that afterwards. Like, yeah, exactly. But I mean, there were so many fun things to watch in this game, and obvi- but there's also a lot of learning, little learning moments that are going to mm-hmm. help that coaching staff, and that means this team has the potential to be better. Now, is it so much that the Packers were as good as they were, or the Bears were as bad as they were. That's the tough thing to right. with week one to, to measure. Right. Because the Bears didn't look good. No. And at times looked horrible. I mean, that, that fumble in the third quarter could have been – that game should have been over at that point. Right. Packers kind of came back and just fumbled. <laughs> Not fumbled, like literally just played horrible on that next drive. Right. And that's another learning moment there. But, yep. man, I mean, just, just looking at it, so much more positives than negatives coming into a first start for – Jordan Love, but again, the story wasn't Jordan Love. Right, it was that whole team, and I'm. It was fun to see what the future might be for this Packers team. If I totally agree, I totally agree. You 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 hit it on the head right away because I was thinking about this last night, and I I forgot about until you just mentioned it. You know, a lot of obviously, you know, there's going to be the the talking points for the national people are probably going to be like, well, look at Jordan Love, and and yeah. I and I love that you know they put up the graphic about Jordan Love's first start against the Bears and compared it to Aaron Rodgers. And then Greg Olson just completely demolished. He's like, "Yep, we're going to overreact to one game." You know, just <laughs> that's what I love about Greg Olson too. He's like, you know, and, but you're right because it was a total team effort yesterday, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, it was. It was Jordan Love. It was Devontae Wyatt having a great game. It was uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. Yeah, yes. we forget he kind of get the guy who the veteran who gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, is what Aaron Jones can still do between mm-hmm. the tackles and outside the tackles on that screenplay, which was yeah one of the mo- best design plays I've seen from a Packer offense in right? a long time. It For a young quarterback to make that throw too, you yep. know what it reminded me of. When we're playing a driveway and you're doing a fadeaway Kobe or yeah, Jordan oh, shot, it was like that was that throw that he made. That I thought it was yeah. going to be overthrown when I first saw it. Yeah. Then for Jones, who gets, doesn't get enough credit for his receiving ability, mm-hmm. but man, I, I mean, you hope he's not. I don't. I didn't see what came out after. Yeah, the game. I know Lafleur said afterwards, and actually James just asked us a question if we had heard an update. Uh, Lafleur said that they're hoping it's cramps. Jones talked and said that he could have went back in the game. Okay. Um, he said it bit him a little bit. It didn't pull. He compared it to when he did pull a hamstring. Yeah. But he said, shout out to Matt LaFleur for always looking out for him. And he did admit the score had a lot to dictate yeah. You know the well, outcome, yeah. which was actually a really good thing. And then Reed, uh, to answer your question, James, it was cramps, even though it looked really bad. Yeah, that's it. when somebody grabs <laughs> the back of their leg after yeah. falling like that, you're yeah. scared. Because he but... was actually on the field. He's the one who recovered the onside kick. So, yeah, he's he's been fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. I and mean, that I, every oh, that wide receiving we we were worried about it but I think Romeo this, Dobbs is going to be a dude man. This works out yeah. so much better than I think because it's Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Because these guys are are now growing up together. Exactly. Whereas Aaron had his guys. Yep. And yep. and if you didn't like you missed maybe the first pass of the season last year. Yep. He's going to ignore you. Yeah. I mean even Randall Cobb said that in in Hard Knocks, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, if he doesn't trust you, you're not getting the ball." Right. <laughs> Jordan like, Love trusts everybody right now. Yeah. It's what it looks like out there. And it it was fun. Again, there's a lot to still grow on. Oh, yeah. And yep. even like running back-wise, I don't know. It, this is my overreaction. On the, is A.J. Dillon going to make that next step? I, I, don't I will be honest with you. A.J. Dillon was one of my – like I was thinking about this last night too. It's like it's just, there's, it's just one game, but we're doing a little overreaction. That was the one I'm like, there's something still – it just didn't look like it was, something was still missing. Right, it he doesn't like. have that extra. He had a couple of runs where he got the extra mm-hmm. push there. Yep, but I don't know between the tackles how much he's really yeah. going to do. And then dropping the pass, which yeah. has been one of his biggest things 
last few years is like just those little out swing passes. Mm-hmm. They go right off his hands, and it's happened more than once. So yep. that's a guy you want to see make that next step. And probably the nicest guy in oh, yeah. in the National Football League, maybe. Yep. Mr. Ambassador to Door County and there. And who wants to stay in Green Bay right. and you know wants to play his entire career there. Right. And so you hope that uh, he can find it. But yeah, right mm-hmm. now, I mean, as a fullback, fine, but Packers really don't use a fullback as a fullback. Right. They're going to throw a tight end back there if they need something like that. So. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Again, one game. He yeah. might be get featured a little bit more if there's something with Jones. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier here too, but and I know LaFleur mentioned it after the game, uh, the offensive line keeping Jordan Love clean. Right. You know, that entire game. Bakhtiari pulling his best Allen Iverson and not practicing and still clean slate for, for him yesterday. So, I mean – to have a young, inexperienced quarterback, but to have a veteran offensive line in front of you too, pays big dividends. Oh, it does. for that group. You, you know, we'll find out tonight though uh, if uh, Aaron Rodgers how that line yeah. protects him compared right. to way, where Jordan Love got protected. So, no, that is huge. I mean, the defensive line the same way. They played very, very well. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just uh, if you want an opening game with a first year quarter or not first year, first year starter, right? That's perfect. Yeah, that is the way you want it to go. So it it, it was a, a, a storybook start. We'll see mm-hmm. how the rest of the season goes, but a storybook start for all the talk too about how mobile Jordan Love is and you know that element to his game. Guy only rushed for three carries and twelve yards. Right. That's I think tells you one the offensive line play was clean, but two he's still a guy that looks to throw instead of pulling the ball down and looking to run like yeah. that calm cool collective like. That fumble, too. The fumbled that, snap. <laughs> I think everybody in the world thought Luke Musgrave was going to drop that ball. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> it was the longest flight of a ball in history. Because you know how it goes when somebody's there, and he probably thinking to himself, right. I'm the only guy here. Yeah. Don't drop this. Don't drop this. Don't. And yep. like the stumble. I mean, it was fine with the stumble. I mean, it, it fit the play perfectly. It did. It was like Daniel Jones a couple years ago <laughs> yeah. on the scramble, falling right before the end zone. It's yep. like it, Everything about that play was broken, except it somehow worked. Yeah, so. but to have that calm calmness to pick that up and kind of just roll out a little bit and find somebody, and find yeah. That I mean, you could have just taken off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to find somebody downfield, I mean, I think there's a we saw a couple times where the downfield passes were a little, the timing was off. Was, yeah. I think it was the one to Musgraves or what? Yeah, where, it was over his head there a little yep. bit. Yep. And I don't know how much that. And they said it was more. Maybe he ran the wrong route. Yep. Need to go up higher, I think yeah. Golson said. But you didn't. You didn't see Love come off with a disgusted. No, and I know <laughs> somebody had texted earlier. Is like uh, one thing. One big thing I noticed: no facial expressions. Right. You know. On did, there. And, but the one I would, did worry a little bit was a couple of those passes you saw Love doing the back foot. Yep. Which was very. It, it was very Rogers esque. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Rogers could get away with it because he's been doing it. For the arm football. talent. Yeah. 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 But I mean, Love's arm looks strong. Mm-hmm. Those some of those deep passes. I mean, you, you're. It, it does remind me of Favre going to Rodgers and seeing Rodgers throw some of those first deep passes when he came in and be like, "Oh, he's got an arm that might be even mm-hmm. as strong or stronger than Brett Favre." Right. Love so far right now looks like he has the arm strength yep. that Aaron Rodgers had at least last year for sure. Yep. So again, we're 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 all happy right now. We'll see what happens at versus. Well, the that's next the thing game. too is like we don't know how this season's going to go. So that's why I'm loving it for, for right. you know, because it might not be this good, 
you know, and for for most of these games because we think, don't know. And we, you know, you go the next you get Atlanta and New Orleans, two yeah. teams that you're not quite sure where they're going to be. Right. Atlanta seems to have some weapons. Mm-hmm. And younger Young, team, yeah. like uh, athletes. Can we call them like positionless players, like right. Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson? Right. You know? And then the, I mean, they, he wasn't even the leading rusher on the uh, right. Alger. Yeah. Yep. The, I mean, so you have another guy like that throwing out there. The defense is going to have their hands full. Mm-hmm. Offense wise. We'll see if they can keep it going, and then I, to me, you you look to week four. Yeah, that that yeah. Lions game is the one where I think a lot of people are going to just be like, okay, mm-hmm. Thursday night prime time, an early litmus test. Yeah, we'll see where the Lions are at that point. But I mean, for mm-hmm. them, they're they're the darlings right, right. now after went beating Kansas City. So yeah, we'll see what reality does the next couple weeks yeah. for all these teams. But you know, final stat line on Jordan Love, I think that stands out for a lot of people. His third and fourth downs, eight for ten, yeah. perfect uh, QB rating, 141 yards and two touchdowns, and an opening scoring drive. Yeah, which only happened once last year, right? Which is crazy for a team that used to lead that stat or be yeah. up near the top. So. And they were not good in red zone offense last year, no. and took care of it yesterday too. Did they start so. calling it the gold zone again? That was a Nathaniel Hackett thing. <laughs> so what's it? What, what's it called in? Uh, is it the the white zone? Yeah, the, I don't know. Green, I yeah, well, that's for loading and unloading only. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by High V and Toys and Ford. As always, be a friend, tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Share it on your social media. Write a letter to your grandparents. Call them. Text. Whatever it takes. Uh, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platform or wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, be a friend, too. Leave a five-star review, five-star rating, so other people can find the podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and I will talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.